0: Tom Bernard Show with
1: Co-host Catherine Brandt.
0: And your Bernard,
2: Mike Molina.
3: And the hackmaster, Ralph W. D. We shall be right back. Kickoff Part 2, Tom Bernard Show. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional body work costs. Broken windshield? Walls of Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as Well, Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people
4: who have been hurt Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
3: was oh,
2: that number eighteen? Uh, it's up there. Alabama. It's well, uh, eighteen. Six for Saban, though.
3: Alabama. Yeah, is it six or five?
5: We're we talking about sports.
3: We are. Yeah, <laughs> no wonder. Alabama won the uh, college football championship last night. Came from behind. They were down what thirteen nothing at uh, yeah at, at half. half.
2: Yep. Kostaki is hungover. He's actually on a plane, oh, but
1: no, not again. <laughs>
2: Well, uh, he went to Georgia.
3: Yeah, he actually did go to Georgia, so he's not happy. You know, no. I, I'm so sick of knowing him because he always gets his ass handed to him when he's <laughs> football. It's, you know, it's, you know it's, it wears me out. That's all nope. I have to say. But, yeah, Alabama is your national champion uh, football squad yet again in Division One. So Nick Saban kind of knows what he's doing. That's why he makes $11 million a year to coach football.
2: Nope. No, he's bad. won six times. Though he's won—that's his fifth championship at Alabama. But he also won in 03 at LSU.
3: Oh, that's right. Six times he's won. That's a, that's
5: right. amazing. Have they ever tried having a team that's like democratically chooses its plays
3: what and no coach? I don't think so.
1: I don't think that would work too well. And it would take forever to have a game.
3: Well, I've said this only about professional athletes because I don't want to go after high school and college athletes. So uh, professional athletes, about 90% of them are morons. I guess that's the problem. Good luck trying to get a consensus on what play to run out of those guys.
5: It's like uh, privates in the Army. They don't really understand war, but they know what to do when they're told to. That's I'll tell you what,
2: I can see why Saban's paid 11 mil, because, I mean, last night at halftime he switches up the quarterback, and that was the big difference. Yeah. I mean, it was 13-zip, Georgia scored right there right before the halftime, and it was like, man, Alabama might not score. And, uh, you know, they put in a true freshman at quarterback, and boom.
3: Right from Hawaii, and yep. the only reason uh, was because somebody stole one of Saban's recruits, and that therefore he had a he had a scholarship open. Pretty amazing story. What were you doing when you were 18 years old? Did you win a national championship <laughs> uh, on national television when you were 18?
2: Well, uh, nope. and I that didn't. that that pass he had last night to win it, man, when he threw off the secondary. I mean, he had faked right. And the safeties moved to the right and opened up the left side. And, man, it was, it was just like, wow, he, he looked like a, a senior, a professional, not a true freshman.
3: You're absolutely right. He looked incredible last night in that game. So there you have it. Again, Kostaki's Georgia and Kostaki's Atlanta, just <laughs> losers, you know. At the hands what of a Crow Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> what are you going to do? Maggie Nichols, a Little Canada native who was a top candidate for the 2016 Olympic team in gymnastics, released a statement today saying she was among the athletes sexually abused by disgraced Dr. Larry Nasser. Nichols, now a sophomore All-American gymnast at Oklahoma, said in the statement that Nasser molested her in the training room at the Carolia Karol- Ranch. Carolia? I don't know. I don't know. Some no, I think it's Carolia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were right the Karolia? first time. Yeah, it's the ex-coach.
3: The Cardiac, yeah, right. Corolli Ranch in Texas. Nichols, then 15, sought treatment for a back injury, and Nasser started touching me in places I really didn't think he should, she wrote. She said her coach, Sarah Jancey of the Twin City uh, Twisters Gym in Champlin, overheard her talk about Nasser's actions and reported it to USA Gymnastics officials in the summer of 2015. Nasser was a longtime team doctor for USA Gymnastics Women's Program and the women's gymnastics program at Michigan State. More than 100 athletes, 100 athletes from USA Gymnastics in Michigan State, including Olympic gold medalists Allie Raisman and Michaela Maroney, have said he sexually abused them. A hundred young underage women said he sexually abused them. Why are these
0: Unbelievable. Young, why are these young underage women not being chaperoned when they are with a, a man like that?
5: a good question well
1: because people trust their coaches that's why i'm sure he doesn't you know they don't, don't trust they don't, anyone they don't come in there and he starts no, he was he, them was, immediately. he was their they, they they gain their trust
2: yeah, yeah well.
1: exactly and also you know those girls spend many many hours practicing and in, in those gyms and it, yeah. it would be impossible for somebody that had other kids with other activities to be there all the time
0: well but I guess. This but, has happened uh, so frequently. Why don't why don't we provide protection yeah. for them, provide a chaperone with them, period? Yes, it is
3: agree. time. It is time. You're absolutely right. So more than 100 athletes from USA Gymnastics in Michigan State, including Olympic gold medalist Ali Raisman and Michaela Maroney, have said he sexually abused them during uh, what he claimed was medical treatment. He pleaded guilty in November to 10 counts of criminal sexual conduct, so just 10% of what he actually did. He's still got 60 years. Yeah, I don't think he needs to plead anything anymore no. because his life is over. 60 years he got good.
5: I, I always wonder why it's like, okay, we've given you three life sentences. Now let's try you for this. It's like just, it's well, over. The game usually, is over.
1: That's usually justice for the people, the victims. Well,
5: that's what justice? What it they're is. in prison forever. Well, There's
3: Nothing's going to happen. Well, oh, Their general population experience will be a joy, I think. God, you know what's amazing? You, you just read that story, and then I popped to the uh, front page of the Star Tribune website.
5: Donald Trump, Trump. Trump. No,
3: no, it's not, actually. Serial oh. rapist cleared for release from sex offender program. Good God. Just, hmm. What's that all about? I mean, I, I this whole Me Too thing apparently is, is, it seems to be working because, well, this guy, you know, was obviously arrested a long time ago, and so was Nassar. That guy, but uh, yeah, I I just I don't know the whole thing. I I don't know anybody. I've only witnessed guys try to you know be forceful with women twice in my life, and Catherine was there for one of them. She saw how I reacted to that. She wasn't the woman that the that uh, the guy was trying to.
1: I've got zero tolerance for that crap.
3: Yeah, you wouldn't be the person that no. somebody come over and try a move on.
1: No, the problem is that so many women just aren't believed. That's the pro- that is the biggest part of it. It's like, I, I mean, I know that some women lie about this kind of stuff, and it does happen, but, you know, the first thing is, she must be wrong.
5: Well, if you don't have proof, what are you going to do?
1: Well, how often is there, you know, proof that somebody got groped in a, you know, I mean, it's pretty hard. The problem
5: is, if you don't need proof, then anyone can say anything about anyone, which is clearly not how things should be. But we have
1: a hundred girls saying that this happened to them.
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a bit different. Yeah. It is. It is, but.
1: I, I just think that we should err on the side of believing the person that says that something happened to them rather than just dismiss it. That's part of the problem. No, I
3: agree uh, with don't dismiss it. But you, you, yeah. we do have to get back to due process because yes, that's been I, just totally blown by.
1: I believe that. But, I, I mean, you know, if people just if women aren't believed, then they're not going to say anything. I know. So it's just, you know, you have to be able to say what happened to you and people to think that it. Could be true. Well, I understand
0: what you're saying. I think that in, in all these situations, no longer should an underage individual be with an adult without a third person being there. This would have solved the problem yeah. in, uh, in for Penn State. It would solve the problem for the Olympic Committee. It would have solved all those problems. So these underage people who can be abused shouldn't be alone. You know, once you get no, to be eight, right. eighteen, you should be able to defend you. But even then, when you're in, the, in a in a in an, athletic, an amateur athletic system. Maybe you should just have, have it that way, and then everybody's happy. Everybody's trusted. A locked door keeps an honest man honest.
3: I have a question for you. When I was young enough to know anything, so maybe 12 years old, I, there is no way if the scoutmaster had come to me and said, Hey, Tom, why don't you come over and spend the night at my house? like, no. Yeah, really. Not a chance. But there are people who are, you know, they're, they grew up in... In sheltered areas, and they tend to not know. But I, I don't, I still don't understand why parents allowed their their children. Because cha-ching. you think it was a money no, deal? No, I
1: think I think some people are just trusting, and they know this person. You know, if he's a scout leader or whatever he is, and I'm not saying that scout leaders are all doing that. No, I, I'm just you know, they're usually a member of the community. They're a lot of times a member of their church. They work with these people. They they don't they just can't imagine them doing anything like that. I mean a lot of times it's a family member that molests.
3: Yeah, children. that does that does happen a lot. Yeah. It's absolutely true. I I just don't I've never trusted anyone enough to say, Yeah, like why don't hey, come on, Tom, you're twelve and I'm thirty five, why don't you come on and stay over at the house? Like, no.
1: Yeah, I can't see Don and Betty ever saying yes to no, any of that.
3: Not happening. International retail giant H&M has apologized for an ad featuring a black child model wearing a hoodie emblazoned with the phrase, coolest monkey in the jungle. Oh, dear. Social media blew up over the photo of a young (laughs) boy wearing the green hooded sweatshirt, which had racist undertones.
1: I just can't believe they did that.
3: H&M is based in Sweden, isn't it? I
1: have no idea. I thought it started in London, but it's all over the U.S. now.
3: H&M... Is
5: Swedish? Yes. Yeah, it is it is Swedish, Swedish, yeah, there you
3: go. Uh, the online advertisement for the top was for sale in the UK. We sincerely apologize for offending people with this image of a printed hooded top. H and M said in a statement, "The image has been removed from all online channels, and the product will not be for." Oh God! What a cute little kid is showing his picture.
5: Sorry, but if you're a certain race, you're not allowed to wear certain clothes because society. Yeah, I understand so. what
3: you're saying, Andy. That that it's ridiculous. Um, the the look somebody shot the picture somebody was there if there wasn't somebody there watching the this young boy then that well, that was exactly what ralph was talking about when young models and actors like that or actresses uh, are on set there's there's always somebody at least ones that i've worked with there's always somebody watching that child so there was a full-grown or several full-grown adults uh... watching this kid put on this uh... this hoodie well maybe in england uh... people aren't so weird about this you know what i did here though on three of the uh... big national news organizations all three of them Now, this is a swedish company that shot a commercial in england and maybe they're right but there's about a one percent chance they're right every one of them said it was a very disturbing picture of a young African-American kid wearing a... Wait, it's African-American. African- yeah. No, <laughs> He's either Swedish or <laughs> British. He's not African-American. Now, see, all of a sudden we got that locked in our heads now that every black person in the world is African-American. Mm-hmm. Do you even pay attention to what you're yeah. saying?
1: Would that be racist?
3: Uh, I don't know, but it would be
5: nationalist. They don't... Nationalist. They just don't think... They just repeat. They don't, I, they don't think rationally. They see things that they've been conditioned to respond to in a certain way, and
3: they do it. Right. Like dogs. Like Jude. Jude. <laughs> I like this. At HM, have you lost your damn mind? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the tweets they got. The, yeah, Yeah. it says, coolest monkey in the jungle. And the kid does, was told by, by the uh, director to kind of get a tough look on his face. Kind of like, not tough look, but kind of like cool. a cool yeah, yeah kind of like a cool cool look on his face so there were lots of adults around that that knew better than this did the, I'm or,
5: well, it's england they don't well, have the same when did, strange hang ups that uh, we do yeah when yeah. are
1: we going to get away from the fact that you know all of those old stereotypes are you know fading
5: yeah you know they aren't one day that, that's not going to make any sense to someone anymore and the sooner we get there the better that is like, but
0: this racism still goes on And that's the big push in soccer to get away from this because people are still a black player uh, on on the field. They'll throw bananas at them.
3: Oh yeah, some Uh, of the the, players. So this
0: racism, this idea of this idea of this idea of black people being monkeys. And they are not.
5: No, well, soccer hooligans are like the lowest is, form the, of but, life on the planet. Well, yeah, but,
0: but that, but there, but there's. I tell you what, there's a lot of lowly form of life in Sweden, and you know, it would have right. They would said, "Oh, uh, uh, it's the stupidest thing in the world." They should, they just should have put it on the white yes. kid. Well, what's wrong? No sense, no sense at all. You have, to, you have to adjust things a little bit so that you don't offend people like this. It's, a, it's a obvious. There's a thousand other images of. Uh, of of black racism and names that you just shouldn't do. You know, they could put a thousand things on that t-shirt it would have been just as offensive.
3: Yeah, I suppose that is true. I, I just, as I said, there are a number of adults in the area. I don't, I, I don't know. I,
1: <laughs> I just don't know. Well, right
3: look, now. I mean, remember the dove thing Yeah. where uh, they got the black woman that takes off her top and she becomes white. No, when that was fake news. That was not fake news. hundred
5: percent fake. It was. Yup.
3: Well, Dove apologized
5: for it. That's because that's what our climate is. Assume is racist. What the ad was, what you saw, was an edited version made to look racist.
3: Oh,
5: what the ad actually was was a loop of the uh, the white woman took off the top and became Hispanic or something, and then the Hispanic woman became black, and then the black woman became white, and it was it was like a looping thing of. Various women, you know, transforming or whatever. It was not a
3: black woman became white because of soap. Oh. That was a lie. So they just made that up. Yep. Why do people want us to hate one another? Would you explain it to me? Why do you want us all uh, to hate I one another? I think they
1: just want to go, they, they want to be hysterical. Yeah,
3: they just want yeah. to be upset at something. Yeah. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about My Pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone said it was. Well, I received my first My Pillow and I love it. Look, my, my head stays level. You know, it's not too high, not too low. My neck feels much better because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. Pillow is offering a buy one My Pillow, get another one absolutely free. Don't delay. This offer will end on January 31st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code TOM. Again, please use promo code Tom. That's promo code Tom. MyPillow.com Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can write to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented easy-level system. Flow is about making things easy, meaning... You have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flow at the Minneapolis Boat Show at the Convention Center January 11th through the 14th. Say you heard this ad on KQ and received $50 off your purchase. Stop by Friday night between 6 and 7 to meet professional hockey star Ryan Suter, a proud owner and spokesperson for Flow Dock and Lift Systems. Or visit their website at com. Flow Docks and Lifts. A better way.
1: What
3: is that for? A tip of the cap to Sweden. Yep. Were there any black members ABBA? in ABBA?
2: No, it was a no. two-married couple. So there you go. Yeah, what
3: they, they were their first names ABBA, yep. right? Yes, I don't remember what their names were, but and, they made uh, millions.
2: Yes, and I actually have awesome, uh, their uh, entire discography in uh, vinyl. Oh <laughs> should <laughs> you thanks, be admitting God. that? No, Is I it, know. Thanks ma'am? to my mom. Thanks to my mom. My mom oh, was yeah, yeah. okay.
5: Uh, <laughs> I was going to say that's yeah. not something I imagine you were buying. Right? Yeah, uh-huh.
2: <laughs> sure.
1: Melina twirling around Abba.
0: <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, what do I do with this?
5: Oh, I, oh that's an image. Oh, I,
0: oh, I can, oh, I can see They're
2: in my closet, and oh, I'm like, oh, oh what
0: I can, do I do with these? Oh, I can see him in the leotard doing yeah, the interpretive
3: t- dance to
2: Ava. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Oh, wow. Oh,
3: no. Now, Melina, ballpark, how much you weigh now? Because you've, you've lost a lot of weight. Oh, you're in a great, great looking guy.
2: Uh, I'm down to 215.
3: That. Looks like, uh, so you're 6'4", 215. Yep. Is that correct?
2: Yep. Going okay, for the John 4, Travolta 2, look. Speaking of no, twirling. A very...
3: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of twirling. Yeah. Just imagine a guy that size twirling around to Abba. That's all I have uh, A family friend has made international news. One of our family friends? Yep. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Munn and new BFF Nick Swartz and keep trolling the hell out of Aaron Rodgers and Packers fans. Do you know? You guys know anything about this? No. You know. Nick Swartz and Aaron Rodgers were friends, but I would imagine after looking at this story, they might not be friends anymore. Maybe Nick didn't like the way he treated uh, Olivia Munn or something. I don't know. Uh, I have not read the story yet. It's enough to almost make you feel bad for Aaron Rodgers, at least as bad as you can feel for a millionaire star NFL quarterback. Rodgers' ex-Olivia Munn, and by the way, she's a very pretty woman, Uh, Olivia Munn has taken to poking at him and Green Bay Packers fans via Instagram, and it's pretty damn funny, actually. Munn is friends with Minnesota Vikings superfan Nick Swartzen, so naturally the comedian has given her some gleeful assistance. (laughs) Uh, Nick Swartzen on Twitter, football is right around the corner. I drafted Olivia. Oh, listen to you. Swartzen has also had some fun on on his own Insta at Roger's expense The post... Makes you wonder just how bad the munn Rogers breakup truly was if Munn's BFF is making jokes like this. Oh, this is cold. There's a rack in a sports store, a sporting goods store, and there are six Aaron Rodgers jerseys, Green Bay Packers jerseys with Rodgers on the back, number 12 on the uh, sleeves and on the back. Okay, so picture that in your mind. You got that? You got a Packers jersey, okay. Rodgers, number 12. Yep. Right? Got it. Nick Nick posted, "Why oh, this is weird. This sporting goods store in Canada sells toilet paper." Ooh, oh burning. man. What do you think this is all about cuz they were they were buddies.
5: Well, I mean, maybe it's just playful ripping, mm, riffing. Yeah. Your jersey is butt wipe, I don't know. if That's playful. You'd be surprised how uh like in some cultures, that's just like how people wow. express friendship. Now, well, and if you've
1: ever seen uh, Nick's Twitter feed, it's pretty yeah, raw. He's always,
3: yeah, he's always been pretty intense. Yeah. He gets over the top a little bit.
1: Yeah, a little bit.
3: Whatever's going on, a close look at Olivia Munn's Insta. So it's not Instagram anymore. It's just Insta now, huh? For the
1: cool people. Instagram oh, is too hard Insta. to say.
3: Yeah, it's too hard to say Instagram. Just Insta. Mm -hmm. Makes it pretty clear she's not sitting around moping over Aaron Rodgers, who's also doing just fine. No matter how many Packers fans hit her Instagram comments with insults, Munn is out partying with friends all over and having a hell of a time. It says, see evidence below. She's sitting at a pool by herself.
0: (laughs) Oh, look at
3: her. she got some friends. Oh, okay. She she and her friends are all there, like six of them, hanging out in a hot tub. Oh, Uh, that's
1: sad itself. (laughs)
3: <laughs> mm, well, yeah, it's kind of sad. So, yeah, it looked... Uh, apparently... So, they're
1: taking pictures of ourselves in the hot tub. See, we're having fun. <laughs> See? Yeah, wow. Well, yeah, how old high. is
3: she? I, I don't know how old Olivia Munn is. Too Anybody old know? to
5: be doing that kind of thing?
3: Mm, yeah, possibly. I mean, she They don't
1: grow up fast is, in Hollywood, though.
3: No, they certainly
5: don't. She's 37. She's 37? Wow. So, yeah, partying days
3: probably should be put behind you.
1: I thought... Who am I thinking of? I thought Aaron Rodgers was out as gay not gay
3: well there is there always have been rumors that he is oh gay.
1: rumors i thought he was mm. out
3: uh, no he's not out oh. i know that there but there's always been talk about it the, probably
1: is hard for a quarterback oh, absolutely. to absolutely say that he's
5: gay how many openly gay quarterbacks have there been zero uh
3: have there ever been any openly there have been op- openly gay players in the last few years like ezra tuolo right with the vikings he was openly gay
1: but I don't know about quarterbacks. Back when
3: he played, yeah. but I don't know about
5: quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't know about that kind of thing. Because quarterback is like, you know, yeah. the manliest thing you can be. All right. Joe, so, uh, hmm.
3: I, don't I can't repeat that. what you sent me, Joe. Uh, it's a situation where it's, Joe just texted me and uh, it says, Bill from Louisville and I are really good friends and we call each other F-head. But there you it go. doesn't say F-head. So, I can't really repeat that. But, you know, what were you going to say, Ralph?
0: I no, oh, I, I, I'm, I, I was listening to you. I'm sorry, I lost the lost the thought. It was a fleeting thought. The moment. Has passed. Moment has You're passed. You're a disaster. He has flu I brain. Know. I don't have flu brain. No, I just, I was <laughs> moving on. Moving on. I don't.
5: I don't have. Flu to this brain. day, I've never had the flu. <laughs> really? What? Yep. Nope. Never. Nope. That, or when I get the flu, it's so mild it feels like a cold.
3: Um. Hmm. Once again, to remind everybody, I don't hold an opinion one way or the other about. Uh, who, who the president? I did make the statement yesterday. And it's very, very true that uh, President Trump is the president. So I hold him in high regard because he's the president. If Oprah Winfrey becomes the president, I will do the same thing. I will not uh, attack her because I'm sure uh, I don't agree with a whole lot of what uh, she thinks. But she's, if she's the president, she's the president, right? Show her some respect. Uh, it's gotten so bad, so bad now to the point. Federal Communications Commission Chairman Ajit Pai will not be in this year's Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, as announced by the Consumer Technology Association, just less than a week before the event. Now remember, this guy's the head. He's the chairman of the FCC. They lord over radio and television, things like that, right? It's a very important position. Organizers were silent on the reasons for his abrupt cancellation. Recent reports say it's due to a safety issue stemming from the agency's net neutrality repeal. According to Recode, two sources confirmed that Pi's cancellation was prompted by death threats. What? For the FCC, that's not surprising at all. Well, I've never heard of one before. I've never heard of the chairman being being threatened.
5: Uh, Well, now that there's Twitter and so forth, I'm not at all surprised. People... Really, really hate authority figures, especially if those figures exist to tell them not to do things. Yeah, but don't
3: threaten to kill them.
5: Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's mostly like 14-year-olds, but you can oh never God. really tell on the Internet. But the, well, it was enough to get him to cancel his
3: appearance. Yeah, the
0: Internet community is a, is a pretty uh, free, uh, free-wanting free uh, group and this idea of yeah, losing yeah, net neutrality sure is. is that's ooh, that's big deal for them. So they could be pretty. Well,
2: pretty... I'm not condoning threatening someone, obviously, but you got to see, you got to check out this guy's coffee mug. It's like, dude, get a new coffee uh, what mug. What say? a pain in the butt! He's got this oversized 96 ounce Reese's milk chocolate peanut butter cup coffee mug. He does? Yeah, it's what? huge. Like, Are
5: like, we, we're talking about the FCC.
3: Got what's his yeah, name? Pie. Pie. Uh, he... <laughs>
5: P A
2: I. Google him and coffee mug. <laughs> <It's>
0: just... no, <laughs> that yeah. is <laughs> one big
5: mug. <laughs> yes. Bladder Buster. What's that all about? It's a,
1: it's a bucket.
5: It's, yeah, that's that's like a that's like yeah. a big gulp. Yeah,
1: it's a bucket. <laughs>
5: and it does say Reese's on it. Oh, it does. What a strange thing to own. Yeah, yeah. And there's pictures of him like, drinking from it in meetings. <laughs> if you drink that much coffee, you'd probably die. How many ounces are we talking?
2: Oh, that good. thing
5: has to be at it least bucket. At least probably half a <laughs> liter at the very
3: least. Oh, half a liter is not that much. It's only 16 Of coffee? Ounces. It's only 16 ounces.
5: What? No, a liter is 33 weight. ounces. What am I... I, I must be thinking of gallon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's, like it's probably about half a gallon. Maybe like a quart. It's, yeah, it's, it's probably it's it's between like um, a quart and two quarts somewhere around there. A coffee mug that's a quart and a half. <laughs> well, yeah, look at it. It's, it's a bladder buster. Oh, that thing is huge. Yeah, it's large. It is a bladder buster. You're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> it contains thirsty two ounces. <laughs> okay.
3: In any case, according to Rico, two sources confirmed that Pi's cancellation was prompted by death threats that have arisen from his role in undoing net neutrality protections put in place during the Obama administration. Specifics of the death threats have not been revealed, but federal law enforcement agencies have intervened and other FCC officers are expected to be briefed on it. Although security had been tightened at CES in the past due to terrorist threats. So... These consumer electronics people, these nut jobs, they love to threaten people that go to the CES. Why?
1: I guess it means a lot to them.
3: Yeah, but why threaten to kill someone over it? It is challenging to account for more than 200,000 attendees that flock the yearly tech event. This is the first time in five years for the FCC chair to not attend the show. He's supposed to participate in a conversation with Maureen Oldhausen, acting chairman of the Federal Trade Commission, at the popular tech show this year. He would more than likely have to answer questions about the agency's decision to repeal as well as the lawsuits coming to the FCC from different state attorneys, the FCC's December 14th vote to repeal net neutrality has essentially made Pi a target of activists. In fall 2017, as Internet users waited for the agency to vote on the issue, Pi criticized protesters for harassing him at a suburban Washington. They came to his home to harass him. I'm not surprised. Don't do those things. People are insane.
1: He's not solely responsible for this.
3: No.
5: No, he's not solely responsible. People need... uh demon that they can fight but he's the point is, person is true,
0: isn't it? he's the point person he's yeah. the person he's the yeah, exactly. easy scapegoat well,
5: i mean look at donald trump and look at um the hell's his name george bush uh people really like to have someone they can blame everything on yeah i guess and mostly those people are very young because young people are dumb like, well there's the <laughs> it's kind of true
3: description that we needed right there in any case, in the fall of 2017, as internet users waited for the agency to vote on the issue, Pi criticized protesters for harassing him at his suburban Washington home. Activists would carry signs with his children's names listed on them. That yep. is
1: so out of line. I can't even understand. Oh,
5: that see, this is so that's way. I'm surprised way that's out of line. not like you know, go to prison worthy. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. That's it's basically it's a strongly implied terroristic
3: threat. No, wait a minute. They did something nice though. Not on purpose. They would send a constant stream of pizza deliveries to his house. Paid for? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Then you're probably right. If they were
5: paid for, it's like, yeah, I'll stock up on freeze them and I'll have pizza for months.
3: An act which he said was crossing the line. Many found FCC's vote for repeal of net neutrality to be the wrong move. Silicon Valley lobbyists and advocates for net neutrality have threatened to sue the FCC for the decision. Net neutrality was a way for the Internet to stay a free market. But by repealing the act, that deregulates the broadband industry and eliminates rules that have prohibited Internet providers from blocking certain traffic. Well, why would you want anyone to block traffic? Yeah, they'll never
5: do that. They're not that stupid. I mean, why, why would they
3: repeal it then?
5: Because I'm sure there was others, like some weird, obscure reason that no one's talking about, like, I don't know. Some tax thing or some business uh, thing. The
1: only thing that I I looked that up because I was very confused about all this, and right. it was it was supposedly to help Hi, startups. Is Mike
2: calling from the Tom Bernard Show.
5: Shut up! Oh, that's really um, good, there, Mike. Yeah, we
2: just, uh, <laughs> sorry about me. What
5: party. is he doing? I think he forgot to turn off his mic. Yeah, I think so. Oopsie. <laughs> God, what a <laughs> <Hello>. goofball! <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I I think it had something to do with other uh, making the internet more competitive.
3: What, the fact that Molina's nuts. But, yes, but that's, yeah, but the, that's, that's what made it more competitive. The fear is that,
0: is yeah, that I, uh, they will use this as a means to filter political information and political views. So if there's a, a bad story oh, about uh, Jim the politician, they want it out, they'll let it out. there's a good story about Jim, and it doesn't get out so fast. They well, if they do that.
5: that, then literally anyone who feels like starting up a new ISP that doesn't do that is going to have 100% of the business. Well, yeah, I that's very. I, they're don't too, I, I don't think uh, Comcast or whoever is stupid enough to do that because But the, see, that's a good way to get everyone to get the hell out of your ISP.
0: But the problem is you don't have a choice for ISP. You have one you choice. Can always
5: get, people will get dial-up if Comcast does things like that. Uh,
0: no, I they won't. It. No, they won't because they want the speed. No, they, no, they won't. You won't be able well, to play the games. Well, then they're hypocrites. They won't be. Well, but that's what's going to happen. No, no one will do that. They're going to tolerate that. They, and, and it could be so. It could be just subtle enough. All you need to do is shift about a few, few votes. That's all that's necessary. It's all that's necessary many times. So
3: I, I don't know. I, yeah, I worry I about it. That is true. Well, in any case, uh, I just don't think you should be threatening to kill the chairman of the FCC, uh, march in front of his house with his children's names on a list. Uh, don't do those things, all right? No. You're acting like an animal. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Special guest Christiane Cates joins us next. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. Minneapolis is gearing up for the biggest football event of the year. And you've probably heard the myth that you should wait until after the big game to sell your home. What? If you're thinking about selling, now is the time. Why? Because buyers are hungry and most sellers aren't even in the game. But the real key is fielding the right team. And that's my buddy Chris Lindahl's team with Remax Results. Remax is America's number one real estate franchise. And the Chris Lindahl team is America's number one Remax Results team. Why? Because they've got the right game plan and the best players at the skill positions. They know how to market your home. They know how to use social media. And they know how to win. On average, the Chris Lindahl team sells a home every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until after the big game to get a big win on selling your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD and the first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value and it's only going to the first two KQRS callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Get a free staging package and win big on selling your home before the big game. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. You know what's really amazing about this song? I like this song, except for I hate this song. You know why I hate this song? Because it reminds you of your mom or something? No. It, it just reminds me of the fact that I could never get my voice that high, even when I was a little boy. Yeah, I don't think I could either. I could. Your mother, I can't do it. I can't get my voice that high. <laughs> Sing it in a lower register. Well, that, that was the problem with the Beatles. The Beatles broke when I was 11 years old. And by the time I was 13, uh, I couldn't sing along with the songs anymore because they sing in a pretty high pitch. You do
1: it in a lovely baritone.
3: I guess. um, I want to hold your hand. (laughs) I want to hold your hand. Christiane Cates joins us. How are you doing, Christiane?
6: I'm good. You have me laughing over here. Very nice to meet you. It's an honor to be on the show.
3: Well, it's nice to have you on the show. Absolutely. The Golden Thread, a memoir on uh, daring to thrive in crisis. Christiane Cates is a speaker and a crisis coach. She hosts 30 Seconds podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Could your car seat kill your child? Car seats are known to save children's lives, but research shows that up to 73% of them are incorrectly installed. 73%. That's Putting children at risk, 15 years ago, Christiane Cates was driving with her two young children in Minnesota uh, on Highway 52 when she was distracted by a stray eyelash. During the brief time, she took her eyes off the highway. Her minivan struck a slow-moving dump truck. She and her daughter survived the crash, but her 8-year-old son suffered fatal internal injuries caused by his tight-fitting seatbelt. Tell us about that, Christiane. What a horrible thing.
6: Yeah, so... So you learn a lot, right? So I'm hoping to save a life today. Uh, I I was doing exactly that. That's kind of the summary on the on the situation. But really, what surprises me is I thought he was installed in the right seatbelt. He was a booster seat. He was sure. 78 pounds. He was pretty tall for his age. He's a little bit skinnier and taller. Um, he never even gave me a hard time about getting in one. And I was the kind of mom that was like, I don't care if you're screaming, you're getting in the car seat. <laughs> yep. <that's laughs> so I was. Uh, yeah. So I think um, I, I just did a little homework too in Minnesota. At that time, 52 was I think the first or second most dangerous highway because if anybody knows that stretch, um, I think it's Greg Greg's meets over there. There, I was northbound going for a job interview, driving 69 miles an hour, and there is a gravel pit back there. It's all woods; you can't see it, and this. This truck driver came out on the freeway coming up over the hill just past um, the McDonald's on the right-hand side that uh, in Cannon Falls, and he must have been overloaded and going really slow because I watched to see if there was any slow-moving traffic before I put the visor down to fix the eyelash, but essentially um, turns out this guy hit the back of him at going 69. He's supposedly going uh. 55, so the math doesn't add up for, for my um to my liking it shouldn't have been that big of a deal but i think you know anybody who goes over there there's a sneaky gravel pit back there there's no intersection as far as i know still to this day there and it's it it comes off of a grass road there's no curb or anything it's like it's kind of like you can't believe that actually happens out there so yeah when you've got tractors on the freeways and some of the rural parts of minnesota and and they're still working on some of those um a little homework that i did um, currently, the most dangerous highway in Minnesota is Highway 12 until they got that barrier, but the latest article that I read was oh. Highway US 14. is supposed to be really bad. Um,
3: I don't know. Where, the, I where is US 14?
6: That's a good question. I think it's out towards, like, the New Ulm neck, stretch oh, okay. of the woods, on, okay. on that way, out yeah. of that way. And the most dangerous intersection currently, according to an article last year that I read, I think, um, was uh, in St. Cloud at Highway 15 and 23, uh, a little other facts for you, July is the highest accident month, and according to the Pioneer Press in May of 2017, summer in Minnesota is the most dangerous driving days of the year, which is, which is not at all what you think, right? You think it's the winter no, right. time and you're being careful. So I think people get a little cocky. Um, and and you're you're driving with the sun down, you have the radio tuned up, and you 're going a little bit faster to get where you need to go um, mm-hmm, that's true uh, i've got some uh the biggest mistakes the parents make, and if I can share some of this information hopefully, for example, um, my vehicle was a used vehicle. I had a Chevy Astro van it never i know it's a luxury vehicle and all, and you can snicker because I did when we drove in that thing. But you never think to look at the accident records, because you would just assume that there's nothing mm-hmm. big going on there. Those bench seats in this accident, uh, we never really figured this out, and I wasn't in a mindset to do the homework, and I wish I had. Right. But if you right. Google your vehicle, some of those seat, those bench seats will buckle forward. Some of the drivers and passenger seats in cars will fly backwards in a rear-end collision. So... Do the homework on the make and model of the car you have, used or new, and check to see if they have updates for seatbelt tethering or um, recalls on the seatbelt uh, mechanisms because they do on a lot of cars, and nobody's really thinking about that. Um, that's they recalled the
5: uh, the seatbelt mechanism on my um, whatever the car was before this one, Compass. Oh, yeah, the Compass. Yeah. Oh, yep. Well, they did. There, sure did.
6: There's a lot of them out there. I was surprised. I kind of Googled it recently, and I was taking a look at it. They had done the same with the Astrovan. Uh, they had adjustments to them, and I didn't know. Um, they're always updating that kind of thing. So just think about that kind of thing, too. I think the other thing you often think of is for the grandparents' car, let's get a used car seat because it'll just be mm-hmm. nice to leave it in their car. Right, you got to right. do those. Buy the new one. It is not worth it. I had a new uh, booster seat for him, but... Um, it was the type that you have across the belly, and he was pretty tall, so he sat up, you know, with the with no back to it, and it was really easy oh, to fall yeah. and super lightweight and supposedly safe, but the seatbelt injury came from you need to have that seatbelt, even with adults, across your hip bones because that hip bone area protects your abdomen, and he actually died of deceleration injuries, which is your... Internal organs organs hit together during impact, and it causes oh, yeah. uh, internal bleeding. So, so I, I, I mean, really, the things you know that you wish you'd known. And um, I think check those seatbelt recalls. Register that thing so you're getting notified uh, if they make adjustments. So those are really big, easy things you can do. Um, I didn't know this either, but um, SafeKids.org. Are you guys pretty familiar with them? I imagine you've talked about them before. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a technician in your area you can google it by your zip code any state in the country and they'll come out and check to make sure they're installed and one of the things they do is make sure it's super tight to the back of the seat and straightforward forward if it's a rear facing um, if your child is two two years or under just kind of a reminder um, if they're under 40 pounds they're supposed to be rear rear seat facing and or under yeah. 40 inches tall to me that sounds you know kind of big but don't don't graduate your kid before they need to be because they're really at risk for that. So you can check those and the car seats are really different too. But the other thing that they, that parents don't think about is I'm in a hurry. And so they're screaming and they're fighting and they're having a temper tantrum and I'm tired and I'm just going to go these five miles or whatever it is and not put that kid in the child's uh, booster seat or safety seat. And obviously I'm not a recommender for that. Um, no. Uh, I think, I think all in all, like those are the closest things you can do. Uh, th- nobody thinks about the used vehicle or the used car seat. I think those are maybe yeah. newer things for people to think about, but, um, now, uh, 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 What's yeah.
3: your son's name?
6: It's Cole. It is actually birthday. Tw- 24 Yeah, would have been 24
3: today.
6: Tonight. <laughs> So it's so That's beautiful that I'm talking to you. Um, you know, of all the places in the world, to be talking to you guys. And um, Minnesota, uh, I'm in Los Angeles, but I was raised in, in Minnesota and grew up in Bloomington. And um, so shout out to my people. And uh, I, 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 you I'll you listen are, to you. I shout out to them. Out. You are. I mean, I, having lived around the, around the world, Minnesota Nice is a real thing. So, um, mm, I, I will. It's a beautiful place to be from. Yeah, yeah. There's As, exceptions. Yeah, we have re, uh, we have a
1: recent, uh, well, we have a grandchild that's 19 months old now, and and one on the way. And I won't even put the car seat in the car. It's no. like Dan, the, the dad, mm-hmm. has to do it because I am terrified oh. of doing something yeah. wrong or not yeah. having it right. Or can you still go yeah. to the? What I, I remember, I think they used to do seatbelt safety checks at or. Um, car seat safety checks at the fire department do they still do
6: that you know what that's great and a great question i actually recently had a conversation with a woman who specializes in this and she was telling me the best really best way to do it is because there's a liability issue only certain people are allowed to do that and oh, okay. they're certified to do that so you do go to safe uh safekids.org and plug in your zip code and they'll, they'll say you know how do i find it there's a spot on there that you know you can put in the search bar find a technician um, and they'll actually, they do sometimes do them, you know, the, a person might be certified at the fire station, but it, sometimes it's nurse clinicians, sometimes it's, uh, it's just a specialized field where they have the legal <laughs> protection <laughs> to tell you how to do that in this world that we live in. You know, it's really uh,
3: amazing, Christiana, is I, just, I just saw a report on television, I think yesterday or the day before, that Takata has had yet another recall for their airbags. These airbags, and I don't know what vehicles they're in, actually, they blow up, and then to the, if you're facing, they blow up and then to your right, which means it actually steers your face into the dashboard.
6: Yeah. And the bruising that you can get. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
3: I mean, you could easily die in a in a high speed collision if that thing steers your face right into the dashboard. It's amazing. Yeah. It's
1: terrible.
6: No, no, I agree. It's uh, you ha- and you have to think about. I think you have. To, nobody thinks, well, what if this vehicle rolls over? to die? The five seat the five point harness really is supposed to be snug under their chin, and the reason mm-hmm. for that really is you don't want to do that to your child i remember thinking oh my word how uncomfortable this is ridiculous no Mm -hmm. you really need that snug they're going to be fine (laughs) yeah you're right it does look uncomfortable yeah and and there's a reason for that one of the other um uh articles that i read supported getting that booster seat um with the high back and the five point harness for that reason um i've heard some pretty horrible stories about you know those car seats ejecting and landing in trees and um you know you just don't really know i was talking to a woman who actually does the technician stuff in california and she she we were swapping stories and uh, she said you know your situation i i think i'm less than five percent of the incidences where my daughter i shouldn't even tell it tell you this part of the story, but my daughter uh, actually snuck her seatbelt off, so I had incredible guilt because I had stopped the car to say, you know, is everybody's seatbelt on? Click, click. She, uh, the Astro Band has three tiers, right? And right behind me with the higher seat, I couldn't see her. So she laid down, took her seatbelt off about, uh, really only about a mile beforehand. and oh. and And my son kept his on. Now, she lived, so you can't make that up. But those seatbelt injuries, even with adults, happen. I think it's less than 5% of the time. And if those seatbelts for adults as well are across that hip bone, you're really protecting the abdomen. So um, who knew? Who knew? And there's this, that technology, I think, is being revised on a vehicle-by-vehicle basis. Some of them are changing the tethers and the way those seatbelts are installed and the car seats are installed directly. They've got those loops, you know, in a lot of the newer cars mm-hmm. where they are metal loops to tie them in. I think that's awesome. I think they've changed the delay in the give of the seatbelt so that when you stop, there's a certain amount uh, when your body's going to move forward yeah. in motion and how they measure that. Um, I know some parents don't put that cross strap across their child. They put it behind them in those booster seats. Um, that's not recommended and not safe for them either. So I had my sons across. He actually had a seatbelt mark on his abdomen uh, and bruising from it. So um, just... You know, covering all those issues and thinking about all those things when you're road tripping and um, running into the grocery store late. And you think about all the times you hand a bottle back or a pacifier or you're throwing right. something at them, <laughs> not screaming. <John> yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Christiane, the Golden Thread, a memoir on daring to thrive in crisis, is available everywhere?
6: It is going to be on uh, Amazon, I believe I'm told, tomorrow. and uh, oh, Tomorrow, okay. Yep, and I have a website, ChristianeCates. That first name is K R I S T I A N E, last name C A T E S, and uh, I do the Thirty Seconds podcast, and I talk about the thirty. Seconds You know seconds how tough is it to do a po- ahead, how tough is
3: it to do a podcast for thirty seconds? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not I mean, that. Try hard. three
1: hours, honey.
3: <laughs> I should tell you, Christiane, that this uh, this digital show. Is available all over the world, of course, but uh, it's also on five radio stations across the entire state of Minnesota, eastern Wisconsin, uh, all over the place. So a lot of people are hearing this. This is going to help a lot of people. Pay very close attention to how your children are belted in, and, and you got to do it every time. It just can't be once in a while. Thank you so much for your time today, Christiane. Really nice talking to you.
6: Thank you for having me. Have a great week. Thank you.
3: You too. Christiane Cates, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back. Tom Bernard, Show.